Greetings from the Murder of Grey podcast. Where we look behind the curtain of our own minds. Alright, let's have some fun. Hello and welcome to the Murder of Grey podcast, where each week we dig through the deep recesses of the internet and time to find various moral and ethical dilemmas to deliver to you. Where we try to prove the truth as being true so you don't get lied to by the the liars. Yeah, damn liars. Damn them. (laughs) As always, I'm Christian. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to be discussing a very interesting topic. Today we are talking about the idea of truth. And what is truth really? Well, truth is something that has been scientifically proven. But at the same time, when we look at these things, science isn't always the answer. Uh, You know, okay. So, yeah, okay, here we go. This is where I'm kind of coming at it from. A truth is only true until it is proven wrong, which a lot of these so-called truths out there get proven wrong constantly. It's actually what a lot of research is based off of. Uh, A lot of scientists are going about trying to disprove something in order to prove it, if that makes sense, right? Just Mm -hmm. to kind of make it a little bit more concrete. And if they're able to disprove it, well, then now the definition of what was true gets changed slightly in order to match the new truth that has been found. That's a lot of words. (laughs) It's a little confusing, but it does kind of make sense whenever you break it down. And really, truth comes with a... It's based on a frame of reference, really. And there's so many times in which... I, I know I've been in this situation a few times. I'm sure you have. I'm sure a lot of people have, as far as you listeners as well, where you might be having an argument with someone or disputing something that you are fond of or you are knowledgeable about, and you seem to be butting heads with somebody else. But whenever you break down the argument or an outside observer you know, is listening in on your argument you guys are actually arguing about the same exact thing. It's just that you might be using different words or you might be using the same words differently. So it's it's a lot. (laughs) It's a lot to try and dive into and really dissect because then what you have to ask yourself, what is true? Is what I'm saying true or is what is the other person saying the truth? Well, really, you're both right. It just, like I said, comes back down to the frame of reference behind it all. And I, yeah, I know this is a confusing topic, but bear with us, right? So, One example of this, which we found, I think is a great way to try and explain this idea. And it is a very simple concept that everybody can kind of accept, or most people, I'd probably say 99% of the population, if you told them this, will probably say, oh yeah, that's true, yeah, right? And that is two plus two equals four. 
So we were all raised, you know, that's grade school math. Two plus two equals four. It's something easy. It's something that we can repeat and just spew out without even thinking most of the, right? Like it's just something that's been drilled in our head all of our lives. Mm -hmm. Now, two plus two might not equal four if you are talking about something different. So when we're looking at mathematics and we look at these mathematical truths that are found, they are based on the idea of perfect squares, perfect geometry, perfect amounts, you know, and that is called in a platonic, which is something that I'm sure a lot of people have heard before in the past, but they might not know exactly where it comes from. The idea of platonic thought comes from Plato. Plato imagined that there was a part of the world or somewhere in our world where there were perfect squares, parallel lines that went on forever. And it's kind of like the ideal space, right? And that is something that all math is based off of. Whenever we talk about parallel lines, we're always taught it is two lines that go on forever and never touch. But where in nature or where in the world will you ever find perfectly parallel lines? It doesn't really happen because then you start getting like the curve of the earth, you know, the way lines follow. You might, there's a lot that can go into it. So if you're talking about two plus two equals four as a truth, you have to have the idea or at least know that you are talking about it in the platonic sense in a perfect world, two plus two equals four. Now, here is the idea of bringing it into a real world situation, right? So let's say you have two apples in front of you. Everyone that's imagining an apple right now, or two apples at least, is probably imagining two identical apples. Just right off the bat. Now that I said that, you're probably changing your mind. You're like, no, I was thinking about a red and a green one. Yeah, okay, that's great. But whenever you first hear the idea, imagine two apples in your mind, it's probably two identical apples. Now, that's not something that naturally happens. Some apples might have different weights. They might be slightly different sizes. The colors might be off. So whenever you add two apples to the previous two apples you had, you have four apples, technically, right? Mm -hmm. But on what level are you measuring these apples? Is it just quantifying them as apple? Like, you know, just the genome of the apple itself? Are you basing it off of weight because they are no longer identical? You do not have four identical apples. You just have four apples. So it's it's kind of, it's weird, right? So it just really depends, like I said, on your frame of reference. And the scary thing about frame of reference and people's different ideas of truth is that these things can be skewed beyond belief to the point of maybe even trying to rewrite history, which we might will be discussing much later (laughs) but before we dive into that what's your idea on truth itself how do you feel about it how do you feel like it's uh, it can be quantified what's your relationship with the idea of truth well i found this topic interesting because i was trying to think of times in my life where this has kind of happened right where you know at least going back to what you said originally where someone you're arguing with someone and you're both saying the same thing, but you both feel like you're not, you know? And it's weird because looking back, I feel like this is such a common thing, at least like it's hard to really describe. This is hard to describe actually. Like I'm trying to think like 
a clean way to put this, but. Well, th- what about like flat earth, right? Oh, yeah. Thinking about that as a concept. A lot of people believe the earth was flat for a very long time until that was proven wrong. And now the new truth is that earth is a sphere. But there are some people who deny the fact that this has been proven wrong and they are clinging on to the idea of the original truth that was presented in science. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of weird. We look at flat earthers like crazy people or a lot of people do, right? Yeah. Like, but their idea is stemming from some scientific facts that were actually put out there and they were believed to be true until proven otherwise. So it's kind of, that's why this concept is so difficult to rein in and fully, I guess, like explain the idea of truth itself because it's constantly changing and it's ever evolving. The concept of truth is a living document basically, right? Where it's only true until we have different ways of measuring that fact. And then we find out some minor differences or some big differences like the earth isn't flat. It's not, the earth is not flat. (laughs) But you know, it's- Are you sure about that? Have you been to space? Uh, no, I haven't. You're right. <laughs> but <laughs> it's Tristar. Have, any, have anybody been in the space? You know, I hear all these stories about, you know, it's just all on a Hollywood set or, you know, it's just photos, yeah, CGI, you know. Right. And that's a whole idea. right? That's another idea of arguing truths right there. Right. You know, where some people do not believe that the lunar landings happened. Some people don't even think the Holocaust happened, you know, and yeah. it's just there's different truths for different people depending on their frame of reference and that's the biggest thing so i i feel like whenever we say oh this is denounceably true we have to say this is denounceably true with this mindset in place Mm -hmm. if you don't have this mindset then this is not a truth for you and is it wrong i think this is my big question here and maybe you can help me out with it is it wrong to be annoyed or be flustered by someone else's truth that counters yours. Like, for instance, the flat earth thing or the no Holocaust or the lunar landing. Well, I'm thinking about, you know, the, the flat earth and it's like, you know, there was a point in time, like you said, where that was a truth, right? For the early history. And of course, time changes and we learn more things to me. I'm always open-minded to people's other, like what they think is real or what they think is a truth, because I always feel like even through something I don't agree with, I can always learn something or some kind of idea. But I feel like for me, like, I guess if you just stay open-minded about it and don't try to prove something wrong, maybe that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, granted, if it's something that could endanger somebody, then obviously you want to correct them and tell them, hey, you know, like, don't put a fork in an electrical plug, right? Like, there is actual proven that that won't be good for you. But. Well, okay, I have a question for that then. Like, we're talking about scientific truths there, but what about religious ideals that come into play there? where Hmm. right like let's say 
it, that's the truth for some people and not others. But whenever someone who does believe in a certain religion tries to press their ideals on someone else, then that's looked at very negatively, right? Yeah. But is that the same thing or isn't that the same thing as trying to push your ideals of what a truth is? Hmm. Like, I feel those are, it's kind of the same idea, right? It's a truth is my belief. It's what I believe in. And if I'm trying to disprove someone else's truths uh, or their ideals, then I'm doing the same thing as if I'm trying to push my religious like ideals onto them too, right? No, that's a really good point. That actually kind of makes a little more sense, kind of reins my brain back into this because i was starting to be like hmm overthinking everything but uh mm-hmm. you know you're right and it's you know it it really does make you question it it's just i don't know i feel like like you said like there's there can be a right or wrong to it but it's like it's just weird how it's presented and i feel like with the way technology exists it's like it just makes the truth seem like even more impossible Mm-hmm. to an extent you know like not looking at scientific way about it but like how you say with like religion it's like it's <laughs> yeah it's it's a very difficult when, when you kind of like break it down that way it does make it a little bit harder to dissect what what is the right way to approach an issue like that right yeah because then that's the way you're now you're pressing your ideals onto somebody else even though it's technically a scientific truth right or historical truth but it's it's the same it's the same issues 100 percent. do you think that you know like say when it and when something's been proven to be right you know through science and someone is fighting you and saying you know they don't believe it do you show them like scientific proof that it actually, you know, is a truth or do you just let them go about what they think is still true, even though like it's been proven to be different? Like Hmm. in your opinion, what would you do? I think that really depends on the situation, right? Or the conversation you're having with the individual. Mm -hmm. Um, If someone is stating something and they seem to be open-minded to at least have a conversation, then you can kind of show them what you're coming from, right? Show them your frame of reference and where you got this idea from. But if they are not, or they don't seem open-minded to an actual conversation about something, then there really is no point in doing that. Right. right. Because then it's just going to lead to a never ending argument in which no side is going to come out on top. Right. There, Like there's no winning that at all, which is the basis of most arguments. I mean, we even have things like debate club where we're trying to win arguments. Right. By proving facts or even like lawyers are trying to prove something like denounceably true, but it really just depends on the frame of reference and the person that you're having that conversation with. Right. Uh, do you think that, you know, I might, this might be kind of, I think leading into what we were going to talk about later, but mm-hmm. with the use of the internet, just being there and being able to think what you find is the truth. 
even though like say there's nothing credible about it but you know if you see a group of people agreeing that it's true you know what about that you know like anyone can like google something and be like is this like is this real is this like is this a lie you know and mm. then they take it for granted because a lot of people out there like they don't if they question something to be real or not you know they'll look it up or at least I would hope most people look something up if they don't know what it is, but then they don't do enough research and they just get fed blindly, like something that's a lie. And it's just, you know, this misinformation just spreads. And do you think because of how easy the internet is to access, like, does it create more danger than help or is it more situational? You know, I think for some some areas it's worse, but I think in some areas it's also a lot better because it really does provide people with answers that, you know, might be misled in different ways. Mm. So I'll answer that with a story, actually, that I remember from philosophy class that actually kind of ties into this pretty nicely. Um, I, unfortunately, I don't remember where which philosopher wrote this, which kind of sucks. I'll, I'll look into it because I, I do want to remember that. But it was an argument between gods. And these gods were disputing whether they need to give the people written word or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the gods is arguing that written word is going to be great. It's going to allow people to pass on stories. It's going to allow them to create ideals, to deliver messages appropriately across nations and across cultures, which, yes, it does. Same thing with the Internet, right? It allows us to spread ideas quickly across the world and share ideas quickly across the world. But the other god was now disputing the idea of the written word as a a way of delivering a way of delivering a, of something for us to stop remembering to stop losing using our mind as much to stop engaging in natural thought and to create confusion within us right mm. and i think that's what the internet is doing uh, like or can do so th there's two sides to this right if you if you look at either way of the these two gods is basically how we can view the internet it's how we can view spoken word written books you know all those fun all those things that we have out there now where on one side the internet is great yes it does share ideas it's allowing us to connect with people across the world to know what's going on to be able to help people in interesting ways to be able to collaborate in ways that we've never been able to before but on the flip side we are now able to share information so quickly that we have become desensitized to that information and it is now almost impossible to discern mm. what is real and what isn't anymore. And I think that's kind of the unfortunate double-edged sword or the issue with that concept. Yeah, I mean, you have like news outlets picking up events that happen, even though these events were just made up. You know, it's happened multiple times where a false event that someone had footage of but then you know it didn't really accurately show something and then you have these newscasters reporting that oh this is happening and it's like it's 
it's scary, you know, like all like fake news kind of stuff or, you know, leading people along in ways that it's dangerous. And it's kind of scary that I feel like it's being used as a weapon when, you know, we have a great tool for finding the truth to anything out there. But like you said, it's almost impossible nowadays to really like figure out what really is happening or to show empathy towards what's happening because mm. of how quickly information is being fed to us. Oh, that's a good point. Right. Like, how, like honestly, it, when I was watching the news, so I think this is a pretty good time to say that we are recording this during the attacks in Ukraine. Right. And then mm-hmm. we, and we thought about this topic um, and it it ties in very well to what's going on right now. What is a demonstrable truth? What's truth to you? Those kind of ideas. Because the issues that are happening are based off of false truths. And a lot of the news that's been coming out lately has a lot of false truths attached to them. A lot of deep fakes and things like that and a lot of issues behind that where now we're showcasing it as true. But there were some (laughs) interesting things when I was watching the news was we would have some crazy chaotic events and breaking news that's going on in Ukraine. And then they would cut to a story about something local that was like, oh, super chipper, whatever. Right. And it was I really felt like there's a weird juxtaposition there where like on the on the running ticker at the bottom, it's talking about all these horrendous attacks all these crazy things that are being said, but then the news outlet itself, like what's being portrayed on the screen is something happy-go-lucky, something really light. And it's 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 really desensitizing people to the situations that are going on. It's creating much more confusion than is necessary uh, as to what's actually happening. Why is this happening? Like I even saw on one of the news channels that they ha- said that they're going to have an entire segment explaining Putin's mindset into where he might be coming from and why he might be doing this yeah and i was like what is this like this is really weird and so putin for those of you who have not watched any of his speeches or heard about them or anything like that he's believing in a different sense of history right um Mm -hmm. he the the cold war happened uh, then Ukraine kind of came from that. And Russia, or Putin at least, is saying that Ukraine was never an independent nation. It was kind of forced upon them. Ukraine, or Russia owns Ukraine and the Cold War. Like he's rewriting the ending of the war itself, mm-hmm. which is very weird. But I guess it's that's the way that he was being, he was, um, I guess, what's the word? Um the way that he was understanding the events as they occurred, right? And he also came out and saying that the Ukrainian government is being run by Nazis and being run by, you know, like, which is not true, but there is some truth to what he was saying, right? Where I believe in 2014, there was a group of Nazis that came and tried to run a a coup and they temporarily held uh, the government for a small amount of time, which Putin is saying that 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 regime never ended, even though it never actually fully got established. So he while what he's saying is not 100 percent true, 
but there is some truth to it. And then whenever you take into account the um, his viewpoint on how the Cold War ended, like he's saying it from his reference, from his from his point of view, the the events that happened should not have happened. And they did not, right, in his mind, because he's trying to rectify the aftermath of it. And that's the whole purpose of this. It's, it is very confusing, right? And some mm -hmm. people are saying that he's bringing up the, the denazification of Ukraine as a way to get Russian citizens behind him and being a part of, like, accepting his decision to then invade Ukraine. But it's... It's this is the worst part about this is that there is some truth behind what he is saying. And yes, some people can say that any good lie has some truth behind it. It's what makes it believable. Right. And he could just be lying out of his out of his ass, right? <laughs> and just <laughs> trying to come up with better ways to sound good on media. But at the same time, you have to think that this is it actually what he th believes. And it's exactly the same thing as something simple as someone believing that two plus two does not equal four or the world is flat or, you know, the lunar happened or lunar landing didn't happen. Like those are events that those are revisions in history that people hear and just dismiss. But then when it comes to someone of power who has a different viewpoint of history it is now like a World War Three catastrophic kind of moment. And then we have really bad situations like what we're having in Ukraine. So it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a lot to take in. It's scary because it's like, you know, they, they want to shut off internet and all this kind of stuff, at least in Russia and other places. And it's, you know, it, and in a sense, it might be good to cancel out some of the like false stuff that's being spread, but it's also bad because, you know, it, it keeps people blind to the fact. And it's like, it almost creates that position where it's like being controlled to the point where, you know, you don't know what's going on, but say someone is playing on a loudspeaker or radio speaking, you know, lies about what's going on people are going to believe that because there's no way to fact check and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people don't realize that like you know cyber attacks and stuff are so dangerous because it's not just shutting down someone's internet or ddosing someone it's also spreading false news and with that you can turn you can flip a country and divide it i mean to an extent look at america you know like we're so busy arguing with each other like if someone wanted to take advantage like in a sense this country is weakened because we're not unified mm -hmm. we're we're too busy arguing with each other and I mean, there was talks of civil war like last year right like how yeah, horrible is that like people just it we've become too div divided with how fast we get our information like going back to what you said like it's a blessing and a curse that we can find things out, you know, for simple things, easy things like, you know, recipes, crap like that. Like it's perfect. But when it comes to serious subjects, especially with politics, anything like that, it's, it's scary because you don't really know the truth. And then if you 
take that and move it somewhere, then you're just spreading it and it creates more of an issue. And like with this war, it's interesting because a lot of photos that are being shown around are being kind of like proven that they're from older wars or from a different area completely you know there's these mm. two videos circling around that have over a hundred thousand views and they're actually clips from video games like which is one of the, insane that's insane one, well one of them is in the dark so you can't really tell like the graphics like in the beginning you can see when it's when they show the trees you can kind of see like this like lower res polygon like look to it Mm-hmm. But other than that, like you can't really see it because it's dark. It's at night, but it's from Arma Three, and I mean the way the flight looks, it looks really real. But when you compare it to gameplay, you're like, oh yeah, that kind of is a game. And then there was one that just got shown, I think, last night or yesterday, and I think it's titled. I don't think it's Hero of Ukraine. I think it's Hero of Kiev, and you'll see this video of this plane just going crazy like dodging and shooting fighter crafts down and it's like it's from a like aircraft battle simulator like these things aren't real but that's the danger of you know graphics getting better like you can take scenes from games and make it seem like it's actually happening on foot and mm-hmm. um, that's kind of the scary thing with the whole like deep fakes and being able to implant stuff that's not really there You know, I think about if anyone's watched, you know, Mandalorian or anything and you see like, you know, spoilers to that, but you see like Luke Skywalker, like as if he's still young from the 70s, you know, Mark Mm -hmm. Hamill looks like he was back then. And it's it's scary that it's cool that we have that technology to kind of preserve things in good hands, but in the wrong hands, it could be bad. You know, think about someone doing a deep fake like that where it's like Biden or, you know, a different and they're like, you know what? We're going to declare war, even though it's not him saying that it's someone else. But that video goes viral on TikTok or somewhere hits a million views. You know, another country's going to see that and be like, push the button, push the button. We got to go. It's it's scary. And granted, doing deep fakes like that is not easy. It, it is a lot of work. But in the skilled hands and someone who doesn't have peace on their mind, it could be very dangerous because it is almost impossible to tell the difference. You know, there, unless you hear it from the person themselves, you, you kind of have to accept it because we're so used to saying, well, we want to see them say it. And then it also comes down to the point who is really real mm-hmm. in that regard. Right. Is this all a simulation, right? <laughs> That's a whole nother it's topic. It's scary. Like yeah. imagine like the president sent that and then three hours later or an hour later when they find out the real president makes comments saying that's not real. How would we know it's not real if it's done so well? Like, it, you know, it's just, it's crazy. Like, the way information is relayed nowadays, it's kind of scary. Yeah, that's true. So I, I have one final, I would say like final question for you, right? Mm-hmm. Something that I've been thinking about while we've been discussing this. How dangerous is it 
to really believe something is true without a shadow of a doubt. How how bad is it to really think that way? Or should we change the way that we think about truths? Right? Like, like ignorance we, is bliss kind of thing? Kind of, I guess. Or just like understanding or accepting the fact that a truth is only true until we prove it wrong, right? Like all truths are man-made, man is flawed, blah, 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 right? Like you can only say something is true until it is proven not true anymore. And like, is it bad? Yeah, I guess like to break it down in simple terms, is it bad to fully wholeheartedly believe something is true? I think so. I... So you're, think, you're saying like doubt is good. I think it is good to doubt. You know, I think that, you know, if you fully believe something is true, it could be dangerous, you know, like to yourself or others. Like for me, I, I want to know if I really think I'm going to believe in something or really agree with something, I want to get tons of different sources to see like, you know, is my viewpoint valid? And I mean, granted, Yes, I could just go in an echo chamber and all these people are saying what I agree with, but could be wrong. But I think trusting something with blind faith is scary, you know, so I'm always doubting, you know, what's truth and what's not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I feel like we need to have some sort of doubt in our lives in order to better appreciate what's around us in a way, right? Like that that sense of doubt is what gets us excited about things. And if you, or maybe doubt's not the right word, right? Like yeah. I guess the, the sense of openness. Open, yeah, open-minded. Op- yeah, being open-minded, being open or open to alternatives. Like I'm totally okay with being proven wrong. I appreciate being proven wrong because you're showing mm-hmm. me something different something that I didn't know. And now I'm learning something new, which is really interesting to me. Whereas there's people who are very close minded in which that knowledge will counter anything that they believe in. And now you are wrong. You're my enemy, right? Like it it can really devolve into something really horrible and really like Neanderthalish, right? Like we're breaking it down to that almost where like you just need to, be open-minded with the truths that you accept and know that accepting a truth doesn't mean that that is the end of the story for that concept or that idea that there could be changes in the future like yeah like it just it happens right like even thinking like breaking it down like we've been talking a lot about like historical events or scientific facts but what about even feelings right like Mm -hmm. if you feel like something is something completely true like i love this person beyond a shadow of a doubt right they're my everything but some people drift apart so like that truth does change after a while right like so it's this idea of being open to change is something that you need to take, whether it's a scientific fact, it's a historical fact, or it's an emotional fact that you are buying into, right? And just being open to alternatives if it happens. So embrace think, the alternative, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Instead Actually, of fighting it, that's a really good, that's a good catchphrase. I like that. Put that on mm. a t shirt. 
Embrace yeah. the alternative. Write that down. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think before we start spinning our wheels and rambling on a little too much, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, it's truth is hard. <laughs> But what is truth to you guys? How do you feel like it can affect life around you, affect the decisions that you make, or how it's changing the world as we know it today? What is the importance of truth? And should we hold on to that concept or should we change it as we as people are constantly changing? I don't know. There's no real good answer to that. <laughs> but what do you guys think? Anyways, like I said, it's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much for listening into this little episode of ours. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. And we do want to say our hearts do go out to the people of Ukraine. Like you guys are going through something horrendous and horrible right now that really should not be happening. There's no reason for it at all. And just stay safe and stay knowledgeable about what's going on. And yeah, ultimately be, the people suffer. Yeah, be careful. But anyway, thank you all so much for listening and tune in next week for another set of moral and ethical dilemmas that we find. Thank you. Bye. The truth is out there. <laughs> I want to believe. <laughs>